1: All
0: right, who that?
2: Cole. You're rolling with Jason and John, 929 FM ESPN. Got executive producer Brad Carson on the ones and twos, and we may have a controversy on our hands. What y'all saw last night was a shorthanded Grizzlies team lose 103.94 to the Kings. was a great effort. Get all the way down in the fourth quarter. Grizzlies got the lead, John. Less than five minutes left. Played tough, just eight guys, right? You love the effort. But there at the end, and Taylor Jenkins was asked about this by Chris Harrington, a perhaps controversial thing happened. Was it evidence of the Grizzlies' approach the rest of the way? Or was it just a thing, a nothing, in a season that may or may not be a wash for the most part? We will talk about that. Grizzlies did end up on the short end against the Kings last night, as they should have when you only got eight guys and you're having to sign Matthew Hurt to a 10-day before the game, and then you throw them out there. It's pretty, I don't know, there's some fun in this. But then you got no Vince Williams Jr. last night. He's been a lot of the fun. Was a late scratch, what, an hour before the game. Uh, Grizzlies down to eight. Was a good effort, though. Milwaukee lost in its uh, Doc Rivers debut as head coach. Was a a tough task at hand. A lot of NBA last night. Dylan Brooks was called a dirty player. Had a battle of the two best in the West, Minnesota and OKC. Uh, Anthony Edwards said them refs was cheating. Any Hardaway, back here at home, had some things to say on his radio show. And then Job Morant maybe making a little news that might be bigger than we think or bigger than you think. How you like them apples, John?
0: Yeah, a lot to get to today on a Tuesday show. Uh, Jessica Benson is going to join us at 1125, as always, from Grand City Media and the Grizz Radio Network. Talk to her. About the Memphis Grizzlies uh and uh, the Super Bowl is set her uh, her husband big 49ers fan so
2: he is well, he just the titles keep on rolling in potentially for him huh?
0: that's right now when's the last time the 49ers won a Super Bowl
2: um been some years
0: 1995
2: been some years, but he's got all those golden State rings so I don't you know right, I don't cry for him if they, held if, over if the goat gets him right in two weeks exactly yeah um but but good luck Chris.
0: Yeah, so we'll talk to Jessica Benson about all of that uh, at 11.25. Then at one twenty-five, Trista Crick from BetMGM Tonight, uh, part of the BetQL network, is going to hop on at one twenty-five. Talk to her uh, about the NFL, about the NBA, Anthony Edwards, Grizzlies, and more. Do you know which side she's on already? Or? I do not. Okay, good. good. I do not know. Little little 49er money came in last night. little money came yes, in? Yes, it is now back to forty-nineers minus two. So... You know, again, you're talking about on a Super Bowl, any move is is pretty significant, right? Um, but you're not going to get some 49ers go from one and a half to plus one and a half. I mean, you're just not going to see a move like that. I just don't. I don't believe so. Doesn't mean that the Chiefs cannot win, obviously, but it just that's just the way that this market is. I think gonna gonna function. So anyway, we'll talk to Tristan Crick about all of that at one twenty-five. So that is the show today. But few topics that we need to tackle head on. Let's do a little cap or no cap. It means lion, but
2: built different now. It's cap. I'm going to say cap. For no cap. I'm going to say that that's no cap. On 92.9's Jason and John show. Let's go.
0: The Grizzlies tanked last night.
2: <laughs> uh, the Grizzlies lost 103 Ninety-four to the Sacramento Kings.
0: It's it's almost like the Grizzlies point shaved last night. You know, <laughs> like
2: <laughs> and we could sit up here and go through the box score, right? And how how great an effort it was last night. And it and it was for the most part. I mean, it it, it really was all the way through. I mean, again, you were leading that game uh, there after having a double-digit lead early. Mike Brown. Looked, you know, they looked like Sacramento looked like it was bored early. Uh, couldn't hit a three early on. You built a double-digit lead. But you know the inevitable was going to happen. This is a better team. They walk you down. But you've still got a lead there late. Just eight dudes literally available. You've somehow got a lead there late with less than five minutes left. And, and listen, part, part of me is joking because we'll get to that. But last night about, what, 3.43 left, Jaron Jackson Jr. picks up his fifth foul. Taylor Jenkins pulls him. The Grizzlies are down one. He doesn't come back in for, what, a minute 43 until the two-minute mark. By that time, the Grizzlies are down six. And so, you are you know, Taylor Jenkins, this is why we bring it up, asked directly about this by Chris Harrington, who just uh, talked about this with, with uh, Jeff Hawkins on his show. Uh, Taylor said, well, picked up his fifth foul. We got defensive possession. I'm pulling him out. Maybe I could have called the timeout earlier to get him back in. The point was, when he got him back in, the game was over. Now, inevitably, probably the Kings are going to win this game on or off. But here we go there. And, 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 and I'm I'm with Chris on this. And what was winning time, you you pull him out. Number one, you can say, well, he picked up his fifth foul. Is he going to foul out or not? It doesn't. But it, but then you don't put him back until essentially two minutes left. That game's over. I mean, you're down six at that point. And so we're joking around a little bit here. Was Taylor Jenkins tanking by not pulling him back in? I'd throw this at you, too. Taylor Jenkins said, yeah, I could have put him back. You know, I could have called timeout earlier. Right, I don't think there was, I don't think there was any conversation after that from what it sounded like from Harrington about it. Right, but he also said last night, man, he had a, you know, he had a blast, you know, coaching those eight dudes and getting that effort out of them. So, so my point is here, guys, how bad do you want to win this season? I mean, how how mad are we going to be at Taylor Jenkins here, or or is it just the crew that wants to pick at him? The rotations right now point out, oh, he's still doing frustrating things. Or You're still just looking for things. But that, that's why I'm, we're messing with this a little bit. But it's ridiculous to me that this is being dissected in a way where, oh, it could have cost you the game. The L's are more valuable at this point. Mm-hmm. And no, Taylor Jenkins isn't directly tanking, I'm sure. But the the idea that you missed out on something against a Kings team that, you know, and, and, and I realize saying that, for to to for the fans who went down there last night that are listening to my argument, they don't want to hear that. They want to win the game. Set that aside. We all understand when you go down there, there's an investment to win, right? And so if you're mad at Taylor Jenkins for pull, I completely understand. You've got an investment there that's beyond mine, and everybody else is looking at this thing. But we understand too that they're in these losses, right? You are also improving an asset. And my whole set that to the side. How you feel about the tank or whatever else? What, what you you're trying to make a push for the plan? Like, you had eight guys last night. Mm-hmm. They just had to sign two more guys to ten days today. It is what it is. And so, you know, I, I again, I had a great time. I watched the whole game. Their their effort last night. I couldn't believe the fact that it's it's a they're up there with less than five minutes left. They're up in that game. Jaron Jackson with this, this you know, to-the-basket move that he's developing now is getting to a point where it looks like it's going to be a nice little part of his game going forward. There are good things happening out there for you. But I'm not going to sit up here and get... Uh, I'm I'm sure the Taylor Jenkins haters will use it against him is my – I'm not going to sit up here and get upset that he held Jaren out for a 143, maybe a little longer than necessary if you truly wanted to win that game. Because why? Because the losses are better than wins at this point, John, and they were probably going to lose the game anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I don't – I mean, first of all, you're closer to the play-in than you are the bottom of the West. So the the, the question becomes um, –
2: I'm not going to rain on your parade if if y'all are holding out hope you're going to get banged back at you know in, in March with Smart and you're going to be close enough to make a push. My man's saying it comes out on Friday and lays it out. He's got this thing in five, you know, five game sections. If they do this this and this, they can be 41 and 41. I'm not going to rain on those folks parade if they want that. But this season's not about that to me. And John, I'm not telling you, oh tank, and, and 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 because again, again, this this effort has been fantastic. So I'm not one that's in the boat of oh oh they they can go catch Portland. They got to get down to six at this point. I just the best number that comes out of it, whatever the, that highest number is. But I'm not saying actively try to seek to get down there because it probably will be tough. doing when Vince Williams Jr. is out there every night giving you 36 pouring his heart out. Like it's keeping you in games, and in some cases winning games. Yeah. But I'm not going to get upset about this on a game-to-game basis. Or, and I think this is important, try to use this as, as some ammo against Taylor Jenkins that he's not the guy. In a season that, frankly, doesn't matter anymore.
0: Yeah, I mean, first of all, they had like three real NBA players on the court last night. So regardless of whether or not Jaren was in, it's very possible they, could, they lose that game anyway. So, I mean, that, that, that that's the thing. It's like you you you, you didn't have any... You know of, of of your of your players. You started
2: Scottie Pippen Jr., David Roddy in the backcourt, bro.
0: And your Santi, yeah. Jaren,
2: and Xavier Tillman. You got Gilliard, Matthew Hurt off the bench.
0: Yeah, I mean that's the that's
2: it, it was amazing. You were in that game. Yeah, so but like, putting any weight behind? Oh, you should have gone all in on. J-. Hell, I want him to take Jaron off the floor more. Yeah. Be, forget the tank, preserve him. He play, he he's dropping that right shoulder. into folks right, I'm worried he's going to turn an ankle. When he's going up on this left hand hook, that's where—that's my point. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, what are you after at this point? And uh, I, I'm not after you know a push that's gonna, you know, whether it's whether it's pushing Jaron into the ground, you know, trying trying to win some games or whatever else. Man, what comes, what comes. Well, yeah, the truth you know of I'm it saying? is, you're you're not and, in, I'm in not a position to dissect this, you're, or you're this not this in a position to
0: push for anything. Whether that's a good draft pick or a or a play in spot, you're sort of stuck in the middle. With an eighteen to twenty nine record, you know you beat the Mets. Well, because your two way guys
2: are t- are too good. Yeah, I mean most two way just... guys aren't coming right in and being significant tri- contributors, and some of them getting co- uh, converted to standard contracts.
0: Yeah, I mean I'd have a little and bit it, more energy for this if they ha- could actually had a chance I, at a top three I, pick. I guess
2: ultimately, and maybe this is just me, I think what Taylor Jenkins is kind of is doing right now is kind of is kind of amazing. You know, and, and I know nobody wants to hear this, but but we were so critical to say he should have more wins when this team was, you know, not as shorthanded, but still, you didn't have your key pieces, whatever, Ja, Stephen Adams, right? He's not doing this, 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 whatever else. What, what I'm telling you is, well, where, where are those folks right now when he's winning or in, in these games, he's he's got the Kings down with five minutes left. Where are those folks now when he's got less? I just... Again, okay, I'm not saying right now today that Taylor Jenkins is the guy, but I, I think this being overly critical in a season that's a wash, coming off two seasons where he was just a 2 seed, is ridiculous. Like, and, and, and using this Jaron thing as any sort of ammo, it's, it, it, it's, it's ridiculous. The, the judgment of Taylor Jenkins will come next season and beyond. It will come in the playoffs about whether or not he can get this team over the hump. Frankly, I think he's doing a good job right now. I don't think enough people are saying that.
0: Yeah, I don't think they were tanking. I think there's probably a good chance that, um, you know, he picks up six in that minute and 43 that he was on the bench and you want to have him for the final two. I mean, yes, the lead did get extended, but that's because you have no other NBA players on the court at that time. I just don't – like, it would be one thing if the Grizzlies could lose the next, you know, three games and they're all of a sudden the last team in the West, but, like, they're just not there. I just think it was a coaching decision that maybe some people didn't like. Some people didn't agree with, and we'll use against him. I don't think it was like I don't. I don't think Taylor Jenkins is the coach that's going to do that. I just don't believe that. I don't think that's in his DNA. I think he's going to like try to win games, like most coaches probably would. Yeah, you know. I, I mean, I, I think he's he probably realizes that his performance has been kind of called into question. You know, yeah. He, you, you can't make a judgment on Taylor Jenkins about whether he's the guy in a
2: season like this. No, I agree with and, that. And, and there's just, and, and for me, it just feels like at this, this point, on a game to game basis. There's yeah. just been t- a, a, too much of a, uh, uh, of a dissection, uh, a dissection of what he's doing. Mm-hmm. When, 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 dude, he he's as short as we've seen. Yeah. I mean, was it 27 starting lineups? You know, yeah. whatever it is, it's uh, yeah. At this point, I I think he's doing no, more I, with less. You know,
0: Tulane Back is, up off of Tulane in 1985. For now. Was point shaving, all right? And they all they went they went to jail. They got you know. And Memphis State was actually one of the games that they threw. Uh, Memphis State. Have you was been a, going back and reading about this? Well, I knew you were going to come with this today. Memphis State was a seven and a half point favorite on the road at Tulane in Fe, on February twentieth, nineteen eighty five. A lot of people don't know this. This, yeah. But but they were paid forty five hundred dollars. Forty five hundred dollars. At least one of the players was. To make sure that Memphis State covered the spread. Right? Final score. Final. Get it on your app, on your beeper. 60 49 Memphis State Tigers. Tulane successfully threw the game. Memphis Grizzlies did not throw the game last night. that that, because essentially that is the accusation that Taylor Jenkins point shaved. Not a chance.
2: Or that just some, you know, this is the this is the funky coaching style of Taylor Jenkins that's gonna. You know, should get him hooked right now or, or Jaron has soon. to come out when it's he it's picks ridiculous. up J- Jaren has to Jaren come out. Jaren is the dude who will pick up six. No, he very well may not have picked up six, and it,
0: it, it very much was But you're asking time. a lot. But I don't care. You're asking a lot. I don't care. You're asking a lot, asking a lot for Jaron to go 343 without picking up six. You're running him into the ground every night with a bunch of ro-
2: guys that shouldn't even be in most rotations. You'd- what are we talking about here? The less you play him, it's probably better off right now while everybody else who can really hoop is sitting on the bench behind him.
0: Mm-hmm. What, what's this? I mean, do they they're I can't playing Scotty Pippen Jr. and I mean, come on, bro. Zion Roddy, Williams didn't bro, even play. Roddy, bro, he was a high school quarterback. Yeah. I mean That's that, the backcourt, him and Pip Jr. I, I think that's gonna be the Scotty interesting and thing to watch. Son. I'm not I'm not so much worried about the coaching decisions in games. Like what it, it's crazy they were in that game last night. We'll know they covered the number. We'll know they
2: covered the number. That's right. It was a nine a half. it nine and
0: ten. We'll know How about that? uh what, what this team's sort of philosophy is by the lineups. Before the game, right? Who's in, who's out? Yeah. We'll know. We won't have to sit here and look at each other and wonder. But in terms of the in terms of the you know, framework of that decision, Jaron would have picked up six. At that point, it's a one point John game. John says he
2: would have picked up six. I said you would have lost anyway. He, and, even and, if he hadn't.
0: Well, it doesn't matter. You're right. It doesn't matter if you win or lose. Because
2: you know why? Like Sabonis had fifty rebounds. And, and Jaron right. only had three. Like he wasn't stopping nothing anyway. Malcolm Jaron in terms of uh, three get, rebounds getting, closing out stops. Yes. So, uh, I'm exaggerating, but he really had, what, 26? You, it's something incredible. Yeah, I mean a, a franchise. I mean, DeMontis dominates that matchup. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. 26 rebounds. That's a lot, bro. You know how many Jaren had? Three. Yeah, I'm not exaggerating. Yeah, three. Um, In 32 minutes. You can get tickets for a that, dollar. Uh, that one move he's got, though, now, where he does the bump, bump, right shoulder, two yeah. bump, left hand, it's getting kind of unstoppable. That
0: Magic game was fun, though. Right? I mean Yeah, it was fun.
2: I'm having fun. Have you said fun, we couldn't man. have
0: no more fun. I
2: think you see the fun now. I'm actually It's in the development of these young guys. Well, and
0: you're being you're somehow in these games. I'm on to the Grizzlies. I've given up on the Tigers. I'm on to the Grizzlies. It's funny now. how
2: you flip-flop, but again, well, the that's Tigers where my have given hope you is. The Tigers have given you good reason. Well, cuz this Grizzlies team
0: likes it's each other. That there's some there, they play know, for each other. There's some camaraderie there that is not present with the Memphis basketball team which we're going to get to in just a minute. But no, uh, the, the Grizzlies did not take last night. Last they just night. lost a game. They lost to the Kings. Because they had no NBA players. It's not because Taylor Jenkins pulled Jaron. For a minute and a half. I mean, you know what I mean? For a minute. I mean, yes, the score extended without Jaron, but that's because there are no other well, NBA it's cause, players.
2: It's because the, the Kings are better, and you only yes. have you know, seven guys with Jaron. I mean, back. come on.
0: It's But it's it's okay. Life goes on. Your draft stock, you know, your draft position got a little bit better last so night.
2: We're we going to be picking nine or eight anyway. Exactly. It is what it is.
0: You can't tank, and you can't make the play-in. No, so you're sucking is, them in. So find the joy. So spend a find dollar. some peace, y'all. And, and don't enjoy. ever, and don't ever accuse this Grizzlies team of being the 1984, 85 two. Never Tulane. in your life, they ain't that. A lot of people talk about Headache Smith, 84, 85, or just being evidence of Taylor Jenkins being a bad coach. Stop. Right, just enjoy it, man. Let's see
2: it when he got a full deck.
0: Get a hot dog and go down there and spend a dollar to watch the game. It's, oh yes, my yeah, man thought we ran rundown not, y'all, <laughs> and it's fine because he's got
2: a lot on his mind yes, right yes. now.
0: Yes, all right, moving on. Uh, big starting lineup changes are coming. For the Memphis Tigers,
2: when you say big, is that are we talking numbers? Are we talking multiple guys? Yeah. Are we talking big man?
0: No, we we'll This isn't the context of multiple.
2: Uh, no cap, he's going to make a starting lineup change.
0: Right? W- will it be multiple players coming out though? Because I can't. Who? I mean, you you can't pull Quinley. You ain't pulling David Jones. Oh, you're just trying to go ahead and you work ain't. through it. I mean, right? I, well, I already said it. Well, I was gonna get. To, I was gonna. I was gonna read the quote from Penny about his. Uh, oh, set
2: it up. I'm sorry, John. Yeah, I'm overstepping.
0: Because I mean, you know, nuts and bolts. I'm bro. very excited. You're in such a rush today on a Tuesday when the NFL is coming to an end and the Grizzlies are 18 and 29 and the, Grizz, the Tigers are in a free fall. You're in such a rush, you know, to get to everything, and, and I'm just like. Just enjoy it, man. Let the show breathe. You know, pe- I will. I'll th- back
2: off the I mic. Mean, I'm sorry. Yo.
0: That's kind of something that you mentioned you know you needed to do, but you haven't done it yet. Well, during three-hour solo shows. Yeah, yes. You, that's
2: behind-the-scenes talk that you didn't need to bring to the table. Yeah, so
0: Penny Hardaway said at his radio show last night, this is according to Parth, uh, I have so much pride. I took this job to win. I did not take this job to lose. And I, don't, I know that they're young men, and I, know, and I know that they make mistakes, but at the end of the day, they have jobs to do as well. When they don't do them, you got to change things. It doesn't matter what's going on. So I don't know who's going to start on Wednesday, but you can best believe that the five that will be out there will fight. And that's all that I want them to do. Goon squad. That's Goon squad. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about who is. I mean, you could just do the process of elimination, right? Quinterly, you're not benching because he's your starting point guard. And you're not putting Jalen Young in there, right? Not going to happen. Uh, David Jones is your leading scorer and rebounder. I'm pretty and fl- rebounder.
2: Last I checked, I think he still is after nine. The other day,
0: like it or love it or hate it, he's not coming out of the starting lineup. Uh, Nick Jordan is one of the most efficient players in college basketball. Coming off the stomach flu, coming yeah. off the stomach flu, uh, food sickness he, he, poisoning. I, I, they I, tried I, to poison. I will say he is definitely in the mix. I would say he's just in the mix. Yes, continue. Malco, not a not chance. Not coming out right now. Penny chance. already
2: said he'd been playing like a in the last two games, and, then we and he have, has. He's responded well.
0: And then we have Jaquan Walton, who will be coming off the bench on Wednesday against Rice. So John's identified the prime suspect, and and it will be for Jaden Hardaway.
2: Oh, one I, of the most dependable players in the country.
0: I don't. I, I'm not saying that because I know it. I'm just speculating. I'm sort of educated guessing that that's definitely one area there because Jaquan had a very bad game against UAB, and Penny's reactive, okay? We know that. He won't change the starting lineup until it loses. I think Jaquan Walton comes out. I think there's a chance Jordan can come out for Tomlin. But did can Tomlin and Dandridge played it? Like I don't that is I think but Well I,
2: after looking at each other yeah. in the locker room, right? Yeah. And all this the penny talked about last night and yes. getting it now to three straight losses, you would hope you can throw those two out there yep. without any problem.
0: So I think it could be it could be Walden and Jordan just to just to because uh, Jordan has come off the bench. He's, I believe he started the season coming off the bench, yeah. so he's fine with that. So I could see, so as to not just isolate Walton. J- I think and Walton, Jordan
2: makes a lot of sense.
0: Jordane and Walton would be would be coming off the bench. You'd expect
2: to get the same thing from him, and, starting right? Or not,
0: in favor of uh, Jaden and, uh, and so us I, you're, us you're right. I think Tomlin. that
2: does qualify as a uh, as a relatively big shakeup. I, I you know what? I, I guess I'd gone into that thinking he's only going to change one guy, but you're you know I thought you know like, if you know, I, if, I figured Tomlin's coming in for Jordan.
0: right? And I think that's time. Because Tomlin is like – You, you, you know, don't think you could lose Jaquan
2: Walton? You know how
0: streaky he is? Oh, I, you don't think, yes.
2: Okay. Yes. That would be my one fear about taking him. I'm up. not saying – Not I, to mention – I'm not saying
0: I agree with it. I'm just he, saying that he, I think that's where it would be, you know, yeah. like – Because I I, uh, I I, just don't, you know, I, I just don't think you can bench Quinterly or Jones. That's off the table. D'Angers playing too hard, playing too well. He's like your only leader right now. You're not bringing him off the bench. Yeah. He's so, speaking your language.
2: He's one of the guys you know you got with. And you
0: know. again, Tomlin is you know. Excuse me, uh, Walton. Just he's coming off a game where he just didn't play very well, you know. And I just know how. And 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 you don't want to. And the reason why I say him and Jordan is because you don't want to blame it all on Jaquan Walton. So if you just take him out, you know, and, and everybody, everything else stays the same. It's like oh, all of our problems are because of Jaquan Walton, which is not true or fair. So you 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 throw Jordan in that mix just to kind of take the uh, edge off. You know, and I think it's the right. I I think Naquan Tomlin should be starting. He was brought here to be the missing piece, the last piece, and he's been coming off the bench to get acclimated. And he had a great game against UAB. Again, you we know, you know better or worse, we sort of know what Penny, how he operates. Right. He uh, Walton bad game, Tomlin good game. You know, like that's you know that's kind of the way it, it is. But I agree that Tomlin should be in. You know I, I don't think I'm there with Walton, but but in terms of leaving the lineup.
2: so we, we agree no cap on on big, on lineup change, but uh, I think more important and, and we can it, this can be quick is sort of what you do defensively to change like we talked about. I guess how, how you're using those guys is more important to me at this point than what it's going to look like at the opening tip. Uh, again, Jaquan Waltz is going to play because you need him. So whether he's starting or not, it's yeah, that we're all going to be focused on that early on. But it's what, if, what are you going to do to stop? John had the be- uh, I, because I've continued to see the image, the tourniquet. you, you got to stop the bleeding defensively. And what you've been trying to do with the pressing and everything else, like we said yesterday, we went on and on about it, it's not working. It's very simple. you got to shake it up. So mm-hmm. I'm interested to see what sort of changes defensively. Are you going to employ more zone? Uh, can, can, can you go bigger? You know, go big, throw three bigs out there. You know, give some teams some extended looks and play in it. Because, again, we talked about, you know, what felt like a wasted week last week. And then maybe you could have, when you push the reset button, you could have installed some zone that you throw more out there against UAB. The the I guess the one thing in terms of a silver lining, it's Rice. You're, 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 you know, Ken Palm's got it as a, what, a 16-point win. And so if you're going to try to again significantly shake up the defense, try some new things, particularly from a zone standpoint. Good time to throw it out there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, need to see a shake up on D2. More than just, hey, need you guys to play Tigers basketball. Those speeches haven't worked. Got to got to change what you're doing defensively.
0: Yep. Yep. So, look, things are uh things are uh changing. We'll see uh if it if it if it works. I mean, look, I have no problem with it. Given your slide, something you know, you got to shake something up because you're not getting the. Results. I mean, everybody's got you on
2: the bubble now. It's yeah. it's you're basically what you you wrote this two weeks ago, but you are you're back to square one. You don't. I mean, you, you're but now it's it's you don't you don't want me. To your go season to starts now. And unfortunately, no, because I, I just read the athletics got them on the bubble. You know, you got Florida Atlantic squarely in Memphis Mem- is down to a twenty three point six percent chance. You said Lenardi had them as a ten yesterday. I mean, uh-huh. they're, they're they're dropping like a rock, guys. I mean, everything that they gained and going eleven and two and four and zero starting is gone. Yep, you're right there, back at the you know level one. It's it's ground zero and you're trying to you're, build back up with a winning rice.
0: You've taken a step back. And you, I mean, you, technically, right you have. You're right. Just, you know,
2: predict from where you were to start yeah. the year. Yeah, that's for sure. So. so you have to shake things up. You have to try something new, particularly on the defensive end. You don't have to get back to elite like some of your teams have been. You don't necessarily have to get to the exact identity because I don't think you've got the makeup. He, you know, He's talking last night about ALO and how much you know a guy like that meant, touched a little bit on Caleb Mills. You, can't, you ain't got no ALOs coming through the door. And the problem is none of these guys played with ALO. Well, A-Lo- they, you know what I'm saying? And so the speeches and the, and the reaching back to the – it's not going to work in terms of – that's why you have to try to be – you know so what can we do with this personnel in a zone and look, in terms I, of throwing, you have to I I love something Caleb to Mills
0: he wasn't Gary Payton no he wasn't so, I like, know. You know. Some, it, it, some folks
2: have said that you've made that man an all-American. That's a, what I'm saying. You made him Tony Allen, right? Uh, in terms of now what what they're missing right now. No, you, you, you don't raise, Caleb Mills was a leader on was, this team. Yeah, they are missing play. him defensively. But
0: like you he, can't just say, "Oh, we lost you, Caleb you Mills." You had risen up to going ten to in the
2: country without him. You were playing fantastic without him. He was. A, he was and coming off the bench. That's my, the, the, the bottom line. Is to back to the point. You don't have to be good or even great defensively, and, and none of that. Yeah. Just get
0: back to exactly decent. You know, with this offense, you can still do what you want to do. Penny needs to go into that locker room. It's going to be harder now, though. And he needs to challenge everybody in that locker room, and he needs to say the following. Which one of y'all can lean and rock with it like a boss? That don't work.
2: It does work. You know what's sad. This is why Saban walked away. You got to go in there with another check to motivate them dudes now. Oh no! And I'm not I, saying this is Memphis. Some of them need to get uniquely, that money back. But that's where we are. How do you motivate dudes with with past uh, uh, speeches about Memphis basketball and everything else? Man, they here for a check to, and then to leave. I mean, let's be. It's business transaction. That's what that's what college athletics we is need now. An NIL so rebate. how do you you know? Especially if they're not made up like that. No, I agree with and that. So you, it's you, a that, problem. It, it is. It's a sad thing. You got to walk in there with it. What, I got to give you another 10,000 to play hard. You know what I'm saying? Or, uh, or go in there with a better attitude. It's terrible. How do, how do you motivate these guys these days? It's a tough job.
0: It's a very tough job. Especially
2: when you bring in a tw- 11, 12, 13 new dudes. Absolutely. Which we've said you, you got to lower that number.
0: All right, we'll come back. Jessica Benson's going to join us on the other side. Talk to her about the- Grizzlies. Jessica Benson is the host of the Jessica Benson Show, as you heard on Grind City Media, here on the Grizzly Radio Network during Grizzlies games. She joins us every Tuesday. She joins us now. Hello, friend. How are we doing? Oh, doing wonderful.
3: How are you guys?
0: I gotta say, you know, I found, I have found some joy, and I don't, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's because of just the competitiveness and, and just like the unexpectedness of it all, but... Even in an 18 and 29 season, I have, I have, I have found my joy a bit revitalized in these Grizzlies. Is am I just? Is this like a delirium, um, or you know? Is is, how do we feel about the second wind of of uh, you know energy for the Grizzlies?
3: I think it's called adjusted expectations, and there's something very therapeutic in a season like this, where it's also such a nice middle ground where they don't have to lose, right? Like we've established the teams at the bottom of the capital T tanking race. They have done their work diligently early in the season. It would be impossible to catch up there. So the Grizzlies really are just in this, this middle zone where you can therapeutically look at it as it's not the end of the world if they lose a game, but it's pretty great if they win. And so as long as they're competitive and giving you something every night to get maybe excited about long-term or just excited about in the moment. I mean, I loved watching Matt Hurt sign a 10-day contract yesterday afternoon so the Grizzlies didn't have to forfeit a game against the Kings and then making his first two threes. Like, those are fun moments in sports period that you can enjoy right now if you're a Grizzlies fan. And the alternative is that they get blown out of the building every night, and that wouldn't be very fun. So I will take this competitive version. Uh,
2: Tell me the truth. Were you... And, and maybe very maybe you were were you biting your nails you know over the 143 from the 343 mark that Jaron's out with five fouls to the 2 minute mark that he comes back in biting your nails each second you know hope we got to get Jaron back in there like where where were you during that span in terms of emotional
3: yes and you know just like Everybody behind their keyboards, did I say the words, you have to get Jaron Jackson Jr. back in there? Sure. Um, I don't think it's something you have to go over the deep end on, and Taylor Jenkins addressed it afterwards and said, listen, I was trying to steal a defensive possession. I should have gotten him back in there earlier, and it's true. And my take on it was, in a game like that, where you are playing a little bit with house money who cares if jaron jackson jr fouls out right like he gets his fifth worst case scenario he fouls out if he's on the bench essentially taking him out of the game mm-hmm. anyway that's how i operate watching basketball period we just had a situation where palo banquero when the orlando magic were in town last friday he had three fouls in the first quarter and while he sat in the first quarter it didn't affect his play time down the stretch and i'm just of the my basketball belief is yeah. make him foul out don't take them out of the game for that reason, and especially yeah. in a situation against the Kings last night. Like, what's the worst-case scenario? And the Kings go on, a, I believe, a 6-2 run while Jaron's on the bench, and you really felt the momentum swing. So it was tough. You know, it, it,
0: it sometimes will happen where there's, like, you know, uh, a, a team is decimated by injury. Like, the other night, the 76ers didn't have Embiid and Maxi and Harris, and they were on the road at uh Denver. Denver. And they and they covered every number basically except like the opener, but I mean that was I mean you're not supposed to compete in that game against a fully healthy Denver team. Last night sort of felt like the same thing, right? Like you have nobody, you have like it's two like or three, 11 out, right? Credible NBA yeah. players. You're out here using hardships and you're leading for a good chunk of the game, um, and you wind up unfortunately losing it at the end. But obviously it was a competitive, hard-fought effort. Where does that you know? It, why does that happen? Is that just players being proud and fighting for, you know, their livelihoods against a team that maybe thinks it's better and they can just turn it on whenever or is it a credit to the coaching staff and the and the and the tradition with the like where do you sort of come down on what you ascribe that to?
3: I think the easy answer and the cop out answer is a little bit of everything. Like I think it is coaching and keeping guys ready and the culture that exists within a team, and also from the personal standpoint of players who recognize I might not have opportunities to play this amount of minutes in the near and dear future. I have to take advantage of it. And then also from the Kings' side, I think they came in a little close-sighted. I mean, the fact that Mike Brown used his challenge in the first minute and a half of that game, and he lost it, and that was a challenge that he could have used in the second half. Was he just going full yellow vibes? Like, oh, the Grizzlies only have eight players. What's the worst that could happen? And then ultimately, he loses his challenge within the first minute and a half. So I do think, you know, the cliche of roster watching gets thrown around a lot, but I think it's just human nature, where if you are, you know, the fifth-best team in the Western Conference, and you come into FedEx Forum last night, and you look at three two-way players, a G League call-up, one starter who was a member of the Grizzlies' starting lineup to start this season, and then three additional rotation players, you probably come in a little lackadaisical in comparison to getting up for a bigger matchup, and it can cost you.
2: Um, We've talked about Vince Williams Jr., Gigi Jackson, how much we love their development and all this, and and you tell me, Jess, you're watching it up close. I I feel like, and from the numbers it looks like, I'm just pulling them up, Santi Aldama has been better with the with the increased opportunity playing, you know, being allowed play through mistakes mostly because you got to keep it, a lot of it because you got to keep him out there. But but are you seeing that? I'm seeing. I don't know if it's more confidence, whatever. Maybe it was destined to happen since you're getting all these minutes anyway. But I feel like he's starting to come back around after what was a rough stretch for him.
3: Yeah, and I, especially noticing last night, like the confidence in which he's shooting. The three ball, and he had the four-point play as well. There's always a little sauciness to Santi, which we've grown so accustomed to. Like He tried to land a big dunk on Sabonis in the first half of that game, and like if he had landed it, it would have exploded. Um, But I think it's been great for Santi, too, where by necessity he's getting more and more defensive reps. That's always been a side of his game that needs improvement, and so by sheer we need you on the court. He's getting more and more opportunities to grow as a defensive player, to grow handling the ball. I think there was a, a turnover last night where you looked at it as, oh, why is Santi Aldama bringing the ball up the court? Um, but then the next time around, he was able to facilitate the offense. And so you see like these little in-game growth opportunities that would not be there if these players were not being forced to one play pretty positionless basketball and more minutes. And so I think Santi Aldama, you know, you're right, we've spent so much attention on Vince and Gigi Jackson, but there there are other growth moments happening in there as well, and Santi's always had so much promise. So it's nice to see. Yeah,
0: and also like there, I mean, again, I know it's not the, um, it's not the marquee, right? It's not what you expected, but the idea that you could like, and I saw, I I think this is true, get tickets for a dollar, two dollars, whatever it is. I mean, that's that. I mean, for a this is a we don't have to like make you know two two bones about it. This is a poor Mm -hmm. city, right? And so if. If this all just allows a family of four or five or whatever to come in and yeah, watch mostly. NBA basketball, and you can still see you know players on the other team, like that's well, and get great effort from your team, exactly right. right? Like, like yes. even shorthanded. like yeah. you have you can you can be happy after the first yeah, quarter. We'll you you can the... be happy
2: after the second. I'm put quarter. you in the ticket office, John.
0: I'm just saying, like that's a that's a that's actually a that's a benefit. You know, yeah. you're gonna yeah. get a, you're gonna get a three quarter effort. I can't guarantee what's gonna happen in the fourth. You
3: know, what I'm saying And it ain't hoop. Yep. But they're going to try, right? I mean, the fans who were there last night when it was 33-18 to 18 after the first quarter, it was a smattering of a standing ovation. Oh, yeah. like, there was a sheer appreciation. Hey, we came out to watch this team tonight, and they performed and put the effort in. And I'm with you. Like, There's a back-to-back coming up on Thursday, Friday. If you want to help sell tickets for that, go for it. The Cavs come in Thursday. The Warriors are here Friday. Right. Never difficult to get bodies in the building when the Warriors are in town. It's just a fact. Um, but at the bare minimum... You're not going to watch the Grizzlies just fold down and die. Like last night was their third game in four nights. They were playing with eight players and they led the Kings in the fourth quarter. Like that's exciting and something that you can enjoy and, you know, more cheaply than usual, perhaps, and yeah. take your kids and, and maybe new memories start to get built. So Look, I, like I, this, I love this ticket spin that we're given together.
0: I love going to Grizzlies games. I truly, truly do. Like I'm not even saying that. 888 hoop for sure, you know what I'm saying? Well, you don't need another job. Uh that's many. true. That is this is this is on the house. How's that? All right? <laughs> and I will say like just for me personally, you know, sometimes you know, you'll look up and you'll be like, "My god, it costs that much to go to a yeah. you know, a regular season NBA game." And I'll say, "You know what? We got that at home." <laughs> you know? And so yeah. I, and I I imagine it's something that a lot of Memphians feel, right? Um and so I do. I think it's a it's a it's a great opportunity. And and per, perhaps, right, Vince Williams goes on to be someday, you know, a starter for this team. And you could say, man, I was, you know, I was there his first season with the Grizz. I was in there for $5. Like, whatever the case
3: may be. Yeah. So, and I-, I do think, I think it's exciting that, you know, it's, it's expected but nice that all these players are on the bench. Like, I saw a girl, John Morant gave her a high five on his runoff last night. Aww. And she melted. She had a Aww. full... Excited fan meltdown. And it was so sweet. Like, here the Grizzlies just lost, and that's never a very fun place to be. But that person's night was completely made because she yeah. got a high five from John as run Jason wants that. Band,
0: he can't air get air it. Grows. You know. No. Yeah. No. no. Bring D Rose back.
3: Can we get that? I
0: mean, I, you know, I, I I do sort of need that as a condition of my uh, ticket sales. We do need D Rose to return okay. at some point. If you could help with that situation, uh,
3: I'll put in some emails.
2: Just school me on this. Um, because you're a person of class. I I I've, I've, I've joked around, we've joked around in the past about, you know, Larsa Pippen and her okay. relationship. She's I mean we're she's on TMZ, so it's hard not to talk mm-hmm. about her. Is it now off limits for me? Now that now that her son Scotty Pippen Jr is on the team, is it now off limits for me? Is it out of bounds? Is it offensive uh um if 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 we continue to make jokes or talk about Larsa in any way? Um, now that he's here and on the team, is there does a does a line have to be drawn now that mm-hmm. he's here?
3: Yeah, I think there has to be a handshake agreement now, that said, I have so many friends who do not give a lick about basketball, like they live here, they 're fans of the Grizzlies by nature because a lot of people end up that way in the city of Memphis, yep, they so badly want. Larza Pippen to show up at a Grizzlies Me game. Me too. They'll be the yeah. Because they love the Real Housewives franchise. I am not a Real Housewives girly, so I cannot definitively I speak on that behalf. Yeah. Um, however, I do think, you know, as long as Scottie Pippen Jr. Is, is doing what he's doing, necessity for the Memphis Grizzlies right now, one of two two-way point guards hooping. they have out on that court, he's hooping. And so, out of respect, it would be a nice thing to do.
0: I'm going to do it. <clears throat> yeah, I think... There yeah. I'm proud of you. It's a, he's one. He's, of on, us. he's, on, he's
2: it's one. He's the son us. of Scotty Pippen. He's, he's one, one of us.
3: Exactly.
0: Yeah, you got to kind of lay off the mom stuff. I I agree, and I felt guilt about it. Uh, but, so
2: I appreciate uh, you bringing change, that to connect change
3: my ways. you repenting on this
0: Tuesday. Yep. Yep. no question about it. You're like a pastor here today, Jessica. You've sort of taken yeah, on that old. role. You know, like in the Catholic Church, you you you, you sit in the confessional.
2: Yeah, you uh-huh. know, seeing it on
0: television. Now I'm not sure if anybody's Happy actually, but they're there. I mean, that's sort of the... Of course they are. That's the theater of it all. It's like, are you talking to anybody or not? You know, you never know. You yeah. never you, you never know. Uh, we're talking to Jessica Benson here <laughs> on the show, Grind City Media, Grizz Radio Network. Um, it's funny. It, I, don't, I don't even know if this is like a real thing, but it sort of has taken on a life of its own, the Taylor Swift discussion, and people on social media seeming to be, you know, upset that she's there and upset that she's ever shown, even though I saw a graphic today that, that, that showed she was only on camera for, like, 90 seconds but Featured total. less. Uh, 24, seconds. 24
3: seconds. 24 yeah. seconds, yeah. 24
0: seconds. Why is that? Why is there such a an outcry about Taylor Swift when she's, like, legitimately as much as part of a broadcast as a random fan for the most part?
3: Yeah, I think it's strange. Um, it's not as if she is taking away from your precious football broadcast. And like you said, 24 seconds isn't a significant amount of time. I do think there's an omnipresent nature to Taylor Swift because I hear this. She's everywhere. I have to see her everywhere. I have to hear her everywhere. And, I mean, you don't really, but I guess, you know, if you're in a store, if you're in a grocery store, if you're at a Starbucks, Mm -hmm. if you're turning on the radio, maybe one of her songs is playing because they're catchy and then maybe – you know you have a kid or someone in your life who loves Taylor Swift, so you're you know inundated by news about her elsewhere. and so just those twenty four seconds of Taylor Swift in the AFC championship game or any anytime the Chiefs are playing this season just really grates into some people. I just think I think it's great. I love fun side stories within the sports universe and watching Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey after that game and their interactions and their hugs. there's like a warmth to their interactions that I think is really relatable for people just in very comfortable relationships and seeing them, you know, express their love to one another and their pride. Like she was like, I've never been more proud of someone in their whole life. How can you root against that? I I, I truly think it is the Mm -hmm. weirdest behavior to get super up in arms about that and be legitimately upset that that has become an additional narrative. It's not taking over. Everyone is still talking about Patrick Mahomes. Everybody is still talking about the Niners and unfinished business from 2020 and Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and Brock Purdy, the Mr. Manager, Game Manager. Um, But on top of that, there's a cute little relationship off to the side I don't, I don't know people hate fun people hate love
0: yeah no I think you're that right that is true I think people are fatigued by it all and I, I guess I I guess I understand it I just I think it's you know fine whatever it doesn't it doesn't affect yeah. my, my life it doesn't bother exactly. me it doesn't just make let it be. It doesn't make me happy, just and it doesn't let it be. make me sad. It just, you know? I just, it just, it's just like it's like if I see a couple walking down the street. You know, it's not like, oh, you guys are disgusting. I can't believe you had the nerve <laughs> to walk on my street. Uh, okay, your husband is getting ready for a uh, a Super Bowl appearance. Mm. He is. How's he, is. he handling everything? How are you handling everything?
3: Nervous. Um, we can't have a Super Bowl party because my husband, a diehard. San Francisco 49ers fan, cannot be trusted to watch that game or any game uh, amongst other people. So we will be watching just the two of us, which honestly is how I actually prefer to watch Super Bowls because I like commercials, I like the halftime show, I like the game. And when you go to a Super Bowl party you inevitably are in a situation with too many people. Super Bowl parties always end up being too many people and you don't actually get the experience of Taking in what you want from that, so I'm treating it as a positive. Um, I will not be doing a live feed, although there have been requests. But we'll see how it how it trends on if I post any content of Chris either celebrating or being heartbroken.
0: Okay, oh, that's 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 a, that's, that's a,
3: my official my official PR statement.
0: Uh, okay, do you have any uh, expectations? Because you are sort of a uh, your child of the arts. Do you have any expectations? For the anthem, was it Reba? Reba's doing the anthem, and then Usher at at halftime. Do you have high hopes? I'm so excited for for both of these. Okay, Usher is where your heart is.
3: Usher is. I will be just as excited for that Usher halftime show as I was for the Rihanna halftime, or excuse me, Rihanna halftime show last year. I can't wait for Usher. Reba, I'm sure Reba will crush it. I, I like Reba. What's
0: her song? Consider me gone or something like that. I'm I'm more of a fancy.
3: Here's your one chance, oh, okay. fancy, don't
0: let me down. But yeah, Reba's a queen, so uh, and, and Usher is a king. So what what a royal. Do you
3: think Usher has anybody pop up,
0: or does oh, yeah, he just yeah. carry it solo? No, he'll have somebody come. Yeah, he'll have somebody show up for sure. Usher's on so many. He he's on so to. many songs. I'm not saying he needs to, but he's on so many songs as a feature. You know.
3: That's my take on it. He does not need to, right. but he does collabs with so many people that yeah. it would be silly not to utilize some of
0: those. Yeah, like, I mean, he could have, like, uh, it would not shock me if they have, like, Lil Jon show up, you know, do the yeah rendition. Yeah. They're in Vegas, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think well, he's so. available. Uh, <laughs> Lil Jon's available, yes. yeah. Yes. Lil Jon invented crunk, just as so you as know. As soon as you call.
3: <laughs> yeah. Is Justin Bieber still... Like taking vocal rest, he was taking a break for a long time. Oh, Bieber!
0: Bieber would be interesting. What what song they have? Yeah. Then what what song was it? Um, da, 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 da. God, I can't think of the name of it. You, <laughs> as a, as a white woman, you have really let me down.
3: Oh, I you know. Someone asked me to say the first lyric of any Taylor Swift song yesterday, and I had wow. nothing, nothing. Um, Bieber and Usher did "Somebody to Love" together. Oh, I but, just want somebody. And, to love. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a jam, actually. I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I'm How in on that. in. the way you're smiling? Well, this is, uh, I, I tell you what, this has been an absolutely devastating week for your white woman card. Uh, I, I, I would suggest it really that. I I
3: have let my people down time and time yes,
0: again. I, I suggest you take the week uh, to dive back into your culture and just try to be better next Tuesday.
3: Thank you. I will do my best. I will train harder, and I will come back better before. Thanks Jessica. Thanks for joining Appreciate us. Jim. Thanks guys. No yep.
0: problem. Bye. She is Jessica Benson from Grind City Media and the Grizz Radio Network. Look, you're if you're a, if you're, a, you know, late 20s, early 30s, you know, white person, you're supposed to know the Justin Bieber catalog. It's just the way it goes. You know, I don't make the rules, I just enforce. You know. Well, I know you don't. You I know you don't respect what he has done. His his discography. I I respect that. You know. I, I'm not going to say I don't respect it. No, I don't think you do. I don't think you can name a single song bieber no yeah. i'd be
2: like her on Swift. right right not yeah. right now with this pressure on me you, i could probably come up with a hum a little tune or come up with something go ahead uh something about the california what is it
0: that was Katy perry
2: no 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 not like no 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 He's georgia talking, peach uh girl yeah exactly girls from the uh georgia <laughs> that
0: love it is enough, what you call it from california enough. what song
2: is that <laughs> that's the- that's one of his more recent is it not I, uh, so don't be mad when I when I come up with something, fool. I don't, I'm still timely. I know what these. We're gonna have what to what go. Folks we're gonna are gonna doing have out to, here.
0: Brad, can you be the sort of judge here? Can I we, get my peaches
2: from Georgia and something like that? I, I get my peaches down I get, I get in my, Georgia. Yeah, yeah get, there it is. There it is. Yeah. So is that his song or is he on it with someone else? No, that's his. Uh, what. Well, then yeah, fool, it. I just passed your test.
0: You used the most recent. I, I, what, am, what am I supposed to do? Why don't do you, you want me to go back
2: and get one of his old hits? I want paying attention, do Why don't
0: you go back to his I'm current first fool. days,
2: man?
0: I gave my pizzas Of Georgia. course, yeah, you like my it. brother.
2: I give it to you, and then it's not good enough. You don't remember? Then you the, tell me I got to do something else.
0: You don't need to bring your family issues in, into the show, but you don't remember the. Uh, uh, if you like the way. You look that much. This is the new one.
2: I like it when he's singing it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baby, you should go and love yourself. Remember
2: you, that one? Why do you be trying to do vibrato when you are not trained to do so?
0: Because you can hear the no, wrong. No, talent. you shouldn't try. You're I'm, not trained to, to, you're to do it. It's it's, to it's it's a, get a joke. Discovered. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying for because you're putting so much. Executive effort. is gonna. Be it's listening. really
2: silly because you're really trying. So hard to do vibrato,
0: dude. I'm not You even have not been art. trained in those arts, bro. I could, I could take it up at least a couple nights Be notches. yourself. Oh, I am. I'm just waiting on the right person to hear. You know what I'm saying? Don't use my platform for me. Anyway, thanks to Jessica Benson for joining us, us on Jess. the show. We got a lot more to get to, include some news on John ja Morant, which could have very big uh, uh, seismic waves in the Memphis basketball world. Get into that and more. Stick around, Jason and John. Are you trying to pimp? Yes,